0: Political espionage and strategy using the One Malaysia brand came up on day 11 of Najib Razak's SRC international trial. Recipients of his largesse, by the way of checks, told the court that money was spent on political intel gathering for the Barisan National and efforts to spread Najib's One Malaysia initiative among underprivileged Chinese and Indian communities. By the Malaysian Insight, this is The People versus Najib Razak. Follow us into the courtroom where it all happens. I'm Patrick Teo. On this rainy morning, the former Prime Minister arrived at 9.05am. His outfit for the day... A suit as grey as the sky, paired with a purple and gold tie, stayed dry as his car drove right into the courthouse porch. As he walked towards the lift that would take him to the fifth-floor courtroom, the barriers that cordoned off a special walkway for him were gone. Najib now had to take the lift like an ordinary citizen. He looked awkward and didn't speak to anyone as he waited for the lift with his lawyers and aides. A court officer said they had removed the barriers as people were complaining about lack of space. As he waited for the trial to start, Najib was seen talking to his friends in the public gallery. He had left his phone in the car, but that was quickly rectified when his aide went to retrieve it. Najib got his phone back just before proceedings started at 9.20am and he was back in the dock. Ambank Chulan branch manager R. Uma Devi was in the witness stand where she had been for the past three days of the trial. Najib's lawyer, Jit Singh, or Harvey, picked up where he left off yesterday. Let's hear from Yvonne.
1: So yesterday Harvey during his questioning was going in circles and jumping from number to number, transaction to transaction and today it was more of the same but luckily it didn't last the whole day Can I just add that Uma Devi is a very fashionable woman with many matching suits Today her suit was powder blue Anyway, Harvey basically went through the remaining pages of Uma Devi's testimony this time focusing on the 880 and 906 accounts He went through specific transactions going through cheques issued, signatures, cash deposits, overdrafts and email exchanges. A lot like yesterday. Harvey also questioned how transactions were able to take place when there wasn't enough money in Najib's accounts. Uma Devi said that sometimes the clients know when money comes, so they issue cheques in advance. It seemed like Harvey was trying to imply that Najib had no clue what was going on in his accounts. Because Nick Faisal Arif Kamil was given the mandate to run his accounts, Nick Faisal was also the former SRC CEO and is currently missing. A lot of the back and forth between Harvey and Uma Devi were what we already covered in the past three days of trial.
0: For all this to make sense, listen to this podcast in chronological order as the drama unfolds. An hour and a half later, Harvey was done, and it was Shafi Abdullah's turn, but he forgot her name. He found it eventually after rifling through his papers and settled on Miss Uma. Instead of picking through dates, transactions, and names, Shafi asked Uma Devi about the bank's compliance practices. She told the court that when a mismatch in signatures is detected and reported by the bank officer, the compliance department will investigate. If the bank officer doesn't report it, it goes undetected. Shafi then pointed out that this was a loophole where dubious transactions can go unnoticed and Umadevi agreed. The court also found out that Bank Nagara raided her branch on July 6, 2015, just five days after she joined the branch. Shafi called it her, quote, baptism by fire, unquote. At 11.15 a.m., the court took a 15-minute break. Najib was first one out of the door for a cup of coffee. After the break, it was Prosecutor V. Sitambaram's turn to question Uma Devi. In this exchange, she said it was unusual that SRC money was used for transactions in Najib's accounts, but he never raised any issue with it. She also confirmed that Najib alone could sign checks issued from his accounts. And then she was finally let go. Next on the stand was witness number 22, Liu Chun Lai. His company Solar Shine, which mostly does event planning, received a 1 million ringgit check from Najib. Yvonne will tell you more.
1: Liu is this tall, slim man who described himself as a small time property developer. He's also a very strong believer of Najib's One Malaysia initiative. He repeated it a few times during his testimony and said that it was his dream to work with Najib and even described him as an honorable prime minister. He told the court that the money had been used to feed the poor Indian and Chinese communities to promote One Malaysia. Shafi asked if any of the money had been pocketed. He answered with a firm, no. Liu said he met Najib in 2009 in a casual meeting where they had discussed issues plaguing the Chinese community. He also said that he couldn't continue his programs because he was devastated after Barisan Nationals' loss in GE14. Najib appeared rather amused during Liu's testimony and was seen smiling throughout.
0: Next on the stand was Habibul Rahman Kadir Shah, Najib's rumoured political strategist who was set to wield much power and influence over the XPM. He had received a 2.5 million ringgit cheque from Najib. If you remember, the cheque was made out to law firm Zulkarnain and & Company and was managed by his personal lawyer, Azraf Abdul Razak. Azraf was witness number 18 and had told the court that, on behalf of Habibul, he issued cheques to Habibul's wife, children and other parties. Habibul confirmed this in court today. Ravin has more information.
1: So, Habibul
0: told the court he joined Amno in 1994 and served as Najib's political aide. He said Najib had personally given him the cheque in 2015. According to him, the money was used for Barisan National's quote-unquote political intel and political goodwill. He went on to say information cannot be obtained for free, but did not elaborate on how it was operated. When Prosecutor Mohammad Saifuddin asked him if he knew where the money came from, Habibul said he believed it came from political donations. Habibul's questioning took about 45 minutes and then court broke for lunch. Najib left the courthouse as usual. After lunch, witness number 24, Bedani Senen, took the stand. She works at the AMBank head office as a remittance manager. Dressed in a dark colored baju-kurung and a pink headscarf, Werdani told the court that SRC received 4 billion ringgit from Retirement Fund Incorporated or KWAP, 2 billion ringgit in 2011, and 2 billion ringgit in 2012. She also confirmed Uma Devi's statement on the money flow from SRC to Najib via Gandingan Mentari and Isan Pradana. When court took a brief 10-minute break, Najib went out for a breather. He sat outside the courtroom with another cup of coffee, which he spilled on his tie. His aide came to his rescue to wipe it away. When court resumed, the soft-spoken deputy public prosecutor, Sulaiman Koh, continued asking Wadani to verify transactions that the court had earlier heard about. Once more, they went through dates, bank account numbers, and names. A wearisome process, so much so that the defense lawyers began to fiddle with their phones. Three hours later, he was done, and court adjourned for the day. Proceedings will continue on Thursday, as tomorrow is May 1st, a public holiday. This podcast is produced, written, and mixed by Rivati Supramaniam. Yapik Kwan, Yvonne Lim, and Ravin Palanisamy. Additional reporting by Beat Hong. Other recordings from the court are by Jeremy Singh and Hazmiza Hassan. I'm Patrick Teo.